Hello and welcome to Reeling in the Piers. My name is Gary O'Brien and this is where I get some of my very good friends on to chat about and discuss all sorts of movies. And joining me today, once again, it's Orla McIntyre and she's here to talk about the 2016 action comedy horror, Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. So stick around, we hope you enjoy. Orla McIntyre, how are you? Thanks for coming back. Hello, Gary. Thank you for having me back. Honestly, a bit surprised after my movie choice last time. No, 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 not, not at all, not at all. But you, I will be completely honest with you. I have been waiting for you to come back more than any other guest. I'm honoured. Well, the reason for that is purely because I wanted to say, Orla McIntyre is back. It's Return of the Mac. <laughs> Ever since I started this podcast, and I was like, I can't wait for Orla to come back on just so I can make that joke. I'm so glad I could give you that gift. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Yeah, like you said, you're back. uh, Like you said, um, your film choice last time, you thought I wouldn't bring you back. But much as you're surprised, I'm surprised that you didn't pick a Dwayne the Rock Johnson or Dwayne the Rock Johnson movie. I mean, I was very tempted, but I feel like we kind of had to. Since you'd already done Pride and Prejudice with yeah. Lily, I felt like we needed a I needed a fair shot at, you know, doing it as well. Yeah, yeah, and I, I, and it's uh, it's uh, look, I might not have been the biggest fan of Pride and Prejudice, uh, the two thousand and five version, but that's shocking. Oh, like, look, I've gotten enough shit from so <laughs> many people over the last <laughs> couple of weeks. So, uh, look, this might be my chance to redeem myself in saying that this isn't better than the than the 05 version. But who's to say? Maybe it's my favourite movie of all time. I'll never tell. <laughs> <laughs> End of podcast. We're not getting into it. No, I joke. I joke. Um, so, so, yeah. So, so what made you... Did you did you know about this movie before? Like, how did, I kind of <laughs> forgot this movie existed, if I'm honest. I've, I've seen this film once before. And um, as, you know is very fitting with me. I loved it. <laughs> I mean, I, so I love, I love Pride and Prejudice. I love all the Jane Austens, all period dramas, you know, Downton Abbey, Paul Dark, North and South, love them all. But I also love bad movies, as we know. And this just mm. kind of blended them together so nicely. Yeah, and, and another thing I didn't know about this was, it's actually, I, I didn't know it was based on a book. I just thought they just, it was just some Hollywood kind of, you know, go at like trying to make it a horror movie for the crack. Yes, it is. So it's written by a guy called Seth Graham Smith. Um, he's written loads of like um, weird adaptations of classical novels before. He's written Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. He's also written another Jane Austen adaptation called Sense and Sensibility and Sea Monsters. What? Oh, yes. that's gas. Neither, neither of which I've read. I've read, but I really want to. He also wrote. Um, Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter like the man's my hero that's unreal uh, and you haven't you haven't read The Pride and Prejudice and Zombies have you? no I haven't but it's on my list someday, someday I will um, okay well what like look if you want to know what Pride and Prejudice is about I have a podcast about it but what for the people that might not know what the zombie edition is do you care to care to set up the world of this movie? I will do my best so Pride and Prejudice and Zombies follows the basic plot of Pride and Prejudice, which you can learn about in another episode. Um, but the twist is that there are zombies in this universe. Brain-eating zombies. So we have the Bennett sisters, all five of them. The twist is they're not like the ladies that you might see in the 2005 version. These ones are trained zombie killers. They've all trained. They went, got sent to China when they were children to learn how to fight. Um, very very cool there's scenes where they're all like arming up and they've got knives everywhere and they fancy dresses we've also got you know the love interest we've got bingley darcy we've got wickham but they're all sold they're still their wealthy landowners but they're also soldiers in this fight against the undead yeah so it follows basically the structure of pride and prejudice where you've got these five unmarried daughters you've got these wealthy men come into the into the area Mrs. Bennet goes absolutely berserk and goes, you must marry them now. And Mr. Bennet's like, it's fine. Just just let me read. 
So, you know, the usual Pride and Prejudice antics ensue. There's balls, there's flirting, there's a lot of disdain between Elizabeth and Darcy. But every so often you've got to fight off some zombies as you're leaving a ball, you know, just <laughs> just girly things. Um, then we have the, this twist where we meet these zombies that are part of a church. And we realize, oh, some zombies can be good. Mr. Wickham sh- introduces them to us and says, oh, like, we need to work with these zombies rather than fight them and kill them all. And so this is where we get a lot of the conflict. Yeah, so I guess what I thought of this initially watching it, um, as I was watching it, was just, like, I'm... And I know this sounds weird. I'm so happy I watched this 2005 Pride and Prejudice (laughs) movie because it made this movie so much more enjoyable. Uh, Because I I think as like a, like as a, if you take it on face value as like a zombie movie, it's probably not the best. But when you kind of know the world of Pride and Prejudice and see how the actual characters from that universe are reacting to zombies, it's very enjoyable, I thought. Yeah, I think if if you're watching it as just a zombie movie, you know, go for it. But if you want to watch it with, like with it as a Pride and Prejudice adaptation you do need to know some of the story first yeah so like the fact that you watched that you were forced to watch the 2005 (laughs) (laughs) you were tied down you're gonna be (laughs) eyes taped open you you (laughs) you live with Lily Lily Nolan I'd be careful what you say (laughs) she knows I love Pride and Prejudice it's fine um so I think it's good that you watch that first because, I mean, Absolutely. like watching watching Pride and Prejudice and Zombies, there's so much world building done at the very start mm. because, you know, you, you, you've you got Pride, you've got the story of Pride and Prejudice, but the world is so different. Like you've got London is built by this great wall, basically. Mm. And then there's the surrounding countryside outside the wall. I think it's called the In-Between, mm. which has a giant moat dug around it. And then suddenly you're in Hertfordshire where... The Bennets live. And yeah. I mean, I don't know anything about the geography of England, but I was like, is it that close or is it just that big, this in-between <laughs> place? I don't really know. So there is so much world building and they're like, you know, they used to find out where the zombies came from and all this stuff and like how all the how all, everyone learns to fight and all this stuff. Mm. So there is so much world building that I think it is. If you yeah. want to watch it as an adaptation, you do need to know the story first. Yeah, and like there's a great little, um, it's like, I can't explain it. It's like nearly like paper cutouts um, like puppet show-esque kind of intro that, and it really sucks you into the world because I think the first scene is that we're introduced to Colonel Darcy. Oh Mr. God. Not Mr. Darcy, it's Colonel Darcy. The fact, um, the fact that he is the first character we meet upsets me so much. He is, <laughs> he, he is. Oh, Orla checks notes to find insults you've written about, <laughs> I, about I, I, No, I literally just have worse portrayal of Darcy. He is the worst Darcy I've yeah. ever seen. Well, do you know what we'll do, actually? We'll quickly go through who plays who, just because yes. I, I, I'm going to do the usual thing where I just mix up the character's name and the actor's name. <laughs> um, so uh, in the role of, and of course, I suppose since we're introduced from first, we may say that, uh, you know, Fitzwilliam Darcy is played by Sam Riley. Um I don't know who this fuck is, but he is shite in this. And I didn't like the I didn't like the last Darcy. I hate this guy even more. I'm yet to see a good Darcy. In my oh my opinion. god, we need to introduce you to the Colin Firth Darcy. No, that's a mini season. I'm not doing fucking mini season <laughs> podcast. That's six hours of commitment. I'm not willing to do that. <laughs> Maybe what we'll do is I'll split. Who did we? Who did Lily mention? How many parts is that? Like six, four? Six, know? six episodes, I think. Six episodes. What we'll do is we'll get you, Circa, Lily, Kim your mom and <laughs> we'll get each person to cook because these are the people that were on yeah these are the people that were like Gary how do you not love Pride and we need so to we'll do like a round table on. discussion do you know what I mean so we'll get all of them on for one episode and then the last person will get someone like Owen or Keen <laughs> <laughs> just just to, just to end it just to you know, have a wild card in there um, but yeah like so he's so that's Sam Brady he plays him um, love of my life Lily James plays Elizabeth Bennett in this um, and then I don't really know the other actresses uh, the other Bennets I, I don't know they Matt Smith is in it. He plays plays, uh, Mr. Mr. Collins. Collins. Who, in my opinion, I think he's a better Mr. Collins in this than the 2005 Pride and Prejudice. He's a very funny Mr. Collins. He's very comical. But he's not like... I've I've seen a lot of portrayals where he's like major creep. But he's a very comical one. Yeah, like I think I have down my notes here somewhere about like... uh, uh, Mr. Collins... Oh no! I said Mr. Collins is Matt Smith, the devil. That's because he went out with Lily James, and I kind of hate him. That's fine. Um, no, but I think he does really. Good. No, I don't know. I, uh, um, I'll, I'll he quickly is, go through. Good. 
I will not through anyone else. Uh, I don't know. Uh, Jack Houston plays George Wick- uh, George Wickham. Who's he? Uh, Sally Phillips. She's in. I think she's in Sherlock. She plays Mrs. Bennett. Yes, Sally Phillips is. If you've seen Miranda, she's in that. Ah, that's maybe where I know her from. Yeah. Uh, you've also got Charles Dance. He plays Mr. Bennett. Amazing. Uh, Matt Smith plays, uh, like we said, Mr. Collins. Uh, Lena Headley uh, from Game of Thrones fame. She plays Ka- Lady Catherine de Bourgh. Uh, and I'm not even going to go through the rest of them. I kind of copy them over. I don't really, there's no one else that really kind of stands there. Douglas Booth plays uh, Mr. Bingley. Yeah, I was going to say, Mr. Bingley, we've forgotten him. So we both ended up renting this film, I believe. We both yes. actually paid actual paid money human this. money for this. And I mean, when I was renting it, I actually had to go in, double check, you know, who was it directed by, who was starring in it, because the the thumbnail image was so bad. I actually was like, no, no, no. The th- or whatever, I I rented it from Google, so I, I don't know if you rented it from somewhere else, but the, yeah. it was so, so it's like a crappily made poster that I was like, oh God, like I know this film, but surely it can't oh, be Oh, it is crappily bad. made. It's really bad. It's so bad. <laughs> I'm and looking I, at it now. I had to I had to go in and like I had IMDb open, I had the page open and I was like I was like double checking going, Okay, L- Lily James in it, yes, Lily James is in it, Matt Smith is in it, yes, Matt Smith is in it, and then went, Okay, now I can pay for it. Cause I was just like, it can't be. Yeah, because on concept alone you'd assume it's some like F like F tier like like horror movie they've just kind of cashed in on the whole Pride and Prejudice IP because it's probably not in copyright anymore um, and the poster's awful Jesus Christ um, but when you see it like it's directed like uh, Lionsgate produced it they're a big company they did all the they did just like oh, what are they? they do John Wick I think they did Knives Out they did um, Hunger Games I think as well like they're a big production company yeah they do nice. um, and then when you look at like the talent behind it as well like there's some seriously great actors in it. Um, yeah, it's like, it's like I don't know I don't actually know what the budget is but it, it it's 18 it watches... million dollars. Wow. That's not even um, how much Dwayne Johnson was paid sorry, for. Sorry, no, page. I completely forgot. It's 20 <laughs> No, I got that wrong. Apologies. It's 28 okay. million dollars. Wow, that's more than Dwayne Johnson was paid for Ma- from Rampage. <laughs> Would you like to know how much it made? How much did it make? It made 16 million dollars. <laughs> oh no. How much of that was from you and me renting it? <laughs> <laughs> Too much. Would you like to know the, how much the 05 Pride and Prejudice made? Oh, so much, probably. So the other one was 16 million. That was the zombies yeah. version. The 05 version made $121 million. Wow. Would you like to know the budget of the Pride and Prejudice 05 version? Go for it. It's the exact same as this movie. Oh my gosh. So so for the same amount of money, now obviously, you know, um, inflation, whatever, but looking at them both for $28 million, you can get a fantastic movie that's really well made or a shit movie with Keira Knightley. <laughs> <laughs> I plan to trigger everyone on this. I've enjoyed yeah, having given the opportunity. Yeah, you to hire a bodyguard. Um, um, I own. it's fine. <laughs> I mean the product, the, like yeah, the productive value of this film is like it's it's decently well made. Well, it's but I like ninety nine percent shot on location. Yeah, but I like they're like they're very committed to, like, I don't want to say being true to Pride and Prejudice because you know zombies, but like they, they are quite like respectful of it. That's probably the wrong word as well because zombies. Homage. I yeah, guess. it's a it's a it's a nice homage. Because like the the opening line of the of the film is actually um, adapted from the first line of the book. The opening line is: "It is a truth universally acknowledged that a zombie in possession of brains must be in want of more brains," which is you know the zombie version of the original line of the book, which I quite enjoyed. That like I really like that. Yeah, it's really nice, and they open with that, so you know they're committed to it. Um, and then you know you meet Darcy, Colonel first. Darcy. <sighs> But like this is and this is what I'm getting at in that like if you watch the originals and watch this, there's a sense of enjoyment because they are like it's not trying to it's not trying to replace the original. It's not trying to cheapen it. it well, eh, maybe wrong word. Um, <laughs> look, I'll say it's it with not the same trying mental. to make more money. <laughs> yes, that's true. Although they really need to. Um, but you know what I mean? Like it's just it's 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 putting a fun spin on it, and that's what I kind of view it as. You know what I mean? It's like an SNL skit. Of, of the original it like it's you know what I mean it's it's like that um I'm going off on a tangent but it's like that <laughs> Oscar the Grouch kind of um take on the Joker do you remember that with David Arbor oh my god <laughs> I've just mentioned David Arbor so Circa is actually going to be quite happy now I think I've won back Circa now <laughs> for this podcast <laughs> and you mentioned Circa <laughs> and I mentioned Circa um Yay. so 
what else? Oh yeah, so so yeah, so we meet we meet Colonel Darcy. Um, he kind of walks in. It's it's not how the it's not how the movie starts. It's any, the O five version anyway. It's no, it's not. No, you meet Darcy strange. like at the ball. Oh yeah, so this he's kind of like investigating a potential zombie. Yeah, so this this film actually starts with like a small flashback. It's like back to like a few weeks before you know the whole Netherfield Park is let at last. It's before all that where he goes, I think he actually goes to Netherfield Park and there's another family living there and oh, there's a zombie outbreak but they're trying to hide it because they don't want anyone to know that someone's being bitten. wants to be dishonoured. Yeah, dishonour on you, dishonour on your cow, that kind of stuff. Um, so he, he shows up because he's like the zombie hunter of the time and he has to go through like a tunnel. You can't go through the front gate of the house, you have to go through an underground tunnel. Then he has to be checked for zombie bites, and I just have written down creepy priest man. Oh, that's funny because my second point, <laughs> I've Colonel Darcy, and then my second post is uh, my second point is a pedo priest. Yeah, like he's a, he's be checked for zombie bites, but he's just stripped naked, and the priest is just like, oh hello. I'm just like, oh god. So you know it's going to be respectful of the source. Material. Yeah, very. So like he he co- <laughs> he eventually gets left into the house, and the how they're having like a little party not COVID compliant. They're all sitting around <laughs> playing cards and he, they're like, oh no, Mr. Darcy's here. Like, oh God, he's going to murder us all. Yeah, and it, it's great because he's kind of going around. He's been told to look someone, look for the person who might be a zombie. Uh, and he takes out these flies um, and he says like, oh, they're going to find like dead flesh. Uh, so it's this weird kind of like detective technique he has there. He just opens a bottle of flies and if they fly on someone, um, he knows that they're a zombie and then he uses that to, to find... Um, the guy who is, who's been bit by a zombie and like you just think he's gonna like like I don't know years of watching The Walking Dead well, not now but like back when it first came out <laughs> just you shoot them in the head job done but this guy fucking goes he's got a lot of rage way overboard <laughs> there's a lot of rage there he doesn't fucking dance but he knows how to fucking stomp on a guy's head <laughs> so he like slashes his throat and just stomps there's just a scene of it, like just constantly pounding into its head yeah, with his foot and then it kind of sets you up that like oh this is it's this is going to be a violent movie. yeah their fake blood budget must have been very high <laughs> that's where probably like, eight million dollars yeah, probably. probably they made a big <laughs> um, loss so it's, that, it's this moment then we're this moment then we get the like the kind of the whole storytelling we we're told about the world which i thought was really interesting just to kind of know oh that's kind of cool and um, and then charles dance is doing the storytelling so what's there to complain about that um, and <laughs> it's great um, and i just love this alternative version of history so it goes this happened and then it affected all these other events like the way the french revolution never happened and all these sort of things mm-hmm. just because of the zombies so I like, yeah stuff you don't think of yeah so i really i i like that i, I thought that was kind of cool and whether it was a pride and prejudice movie or not i i enjoy i enjoy this whole alternative you know, universe kind of stuff. So I thought that was cool. Um, it's great. Uh, my sec, my note here uh, were where it was uh, where they they start to you know that we're introduced to the Bennett sisters, and I think they're getting ready for a ball, aren't they? I think that's kind of where we're introduced to them. How are we they're all getting changed and stuff. They're getting like yes, they are. Yeah, their, and it's like it's like a horses. montage of them getting ready, but it's also like prepping themselves. They've got knives. Yeah. All over their bodies. Um, and at my note here, I just have Lily James love heart. But my second note is, <laughs> I hate that I know some of this because a lot of it is the same lines, and I'm like, no, how do I know this? Yeah, they've like to be fair to them, they've lifted a lot of the dialogue almost word for word from the book, which I quite enjoy. Uh, yeah, and it's great because, and I, 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 what I really enjoyed was just how the characters. Of, of Pride and Prejudice act in this universe I really like that because you could it, to me they still had their same characteristics so you could like you still like they all I don't know if this was an easy or hard thing to, to write but I just enjoyed that like a, like how like there's a great line uh, I'm skipping slightly ahead but where, where Darcy or like where Liz says to Darcy was like oh you don't dance even zombies can dance and it's just like that's exactly <laughs> what Liz would do why do such I know this I hate it uh, it's like she would say <laughs> such a kind of like a like such a put down on Darcy but because they're in a world with zombies she has access to that comparison and I just mm-hmm. stuff like that I really enjoyed yeah it's really nicely done um so yeah so we're we're introduced to the to the almost said the Darcy sisters to the Bennett sisters and they're getting ready for the ball they go to the ball and that's where they officially meet uh, Darcy Bingley and and Co. And um, yeah, like Bingley and I and Jane's eyes meet across the room, and you know, true love and all. And um, 
kind of kind of the same as the usual story. Like, there's not really much. Kind of, yeah. That's. There's one thing I enjoyed, which was like, um, it's, I think it's Bingley's sister. Um, I don't know if it was this early or maybe it's later on in the movie, but like you said, the, the sisters got sent away. Uh, the Bennett sisters got sent away to China to do their like training and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. but I really enjoy that it's kind of because it's all to do with wealth and privilege and status and stuff. I think the Bingley sister later on she goes, "Oh, you went to China, not Japan, did you? Oh, and it's just such a like." Uh, <laughs> yeah, there's there's a lot of that. Like I think, um, I think at one point Mr. Bennett's maybe when he's narrating. He says the wealthy went to Japan and the wise went to China or something like this. And I was just like, ooh. But um, yeah, the the um, Caroline Bingley does lord it over Lizzie where she's like, oh, you went to China. We went to Japan. And then Lizzie comes back with something like, have you even read The Art of War if you haven't read it in the original Chinese? It's great. There's so many good one-liners. <laughs> Yeah, again, I'm just going to keep saying it. I just love that the that the characters are in this universe. If, I don't know. I find it really interesting. I really enjoy... I, I, slight tangent. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't think something... I don't know. Has something like this ever been done before? Like, where you've kind of taken like a... I know there's the Abraham Lincoln zombie. Like, it's the same guy. But I don't think there's ever been something... Maybe I... Not something so mainstream. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I probably should have done some fucking research on it. But just in my head, I was like, <laughs> there's never, I don't think there's anything kind of like this. I'll be proven wrong, I know. But um, I'll think of something, I'll think of something like in three hours time and I'll just scream, shit! <laughs> like, are, you, are, you, are you thinking like how the Lion King is secretly Hamlet? Or are you thinking something more blatant? Uh, something more blatant. Yeah, I don't think there has no. been. I mean, there's been like adopt adoptions like... Um, Ten Things I Hate About You is The Taming of the Shrew, Lion King is Hamlet, yeah. Clueless is Emma... Which you've seen. I know you've seen Emma. Yeah. I liked oh. Emma. <laughs> Ish. Anyway. <laughs> um, but one thing, one thing Emma had in common with this was, um, it just because I was thinking about it, just the, the set design and the costumes. Like, this this doesn't cheap out on that either. Like, it, it still kind of has mm. very decent kind of set design and shit. The, uh, the costume designer. Oh, Laura's got some facts here. Please, please hold for the costume designer. So the co- oh, is this the guy? Who is this the? He also designed the costumes for Rebecca, Rocketman, Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh, wow, this guy's got range. Um, she? It's a man. His name is Julian Day. Um, Inferno. Okay, that's the, that's the, that's a bit less impressive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's got like a, 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 his more recent stuff is like. Tomb Raider 2. Oh, the new one. Um, with, um, Elite, the new Elite one that hasn't come out yet. Um, yeah. But yeah, I just thought that was kind of a cool detail. But like you said, there's that cool, um, the fact that they've got like the knives and shit on them as well. Like that's kind of an, a neat addition to it as well. They definitely had fun being like, how many knives can we get these women <laughs> to wear? Uh, well, actually, this is, this is speaking of knives, um, this is kind of coming up to that scene where we kind of see the Bennett sisters in action. Yes, I love this bit where they're, they, you know, they're after... You know, meeting Mr. Bingley and at the ball, falling in love. Lizzie gets, um, overhears Mr. Darcy saying she's not handsome enough to tempt me. So she goes outside to get some air, runs into a zombie. Mr. Feathers, Miss, Mrs. Featherstone. Miss, Miss Featherstone, who she tries to talk to her, which is very strange for zombies because zombies don't talk. They just eat brains. She gets murdered by Mr. Darcy, but then there's more zombies. There's like a whole horde of zombies coming to attack the ball. So Mr. Darcy's like, oh, I'll protect you. And Lizzie's just like, no, no. And so we see the Bennet sisters slow-mo fighting off these zombies in this incredible action scene. They've got swords, bow staffs, daggers. It's just incredible. Uh, yeah, and, and, and another cool thing about this was uh, all of the actresses playing the Bennet sisters did their own stunts for this scene as well. Uh, which oh, I thought really? was kind of cool. Oh, I didn't know that. That's yeah, cool. Yeah, I just, and like, it's, I don't know. I really enjoyed, um, because... Uh, it's a story that's very, um, you know, uh, it's great, like, female representation. As in, like, there's a whole, definitely, um, you know, there's probably, let's say it's an action movie that features more screen time for women than men, which is probably quite the rarity. But it's a great because it's a story mm-hmm. that focuses on all these sisters, but to allow them to have this kind of class action scene. And it's not written in because it's like, oh, like, we need to kind of, you know, have a bit of diversity here. It's like, no, no, Ben and sisters are in the story. They're in a fight scene kicking ass it's fucking great i really enjoyed it and like it's not the best fight scene by any means but it's still cool to see i thought but it's it's these you know these five women in like you know jewelry and fine dresses walking in slow motion through this horde of zombies just looking absolutely amazing just killing it literally figuratively (laughs) metaphorically 
just amazing. Um, yeah, and, and just speaking of badass women in this, we'll get to her later. But there's a, there's one in particular that's <laughs> fucking unreal. Um, so yeah, I, think, <laughs> I think I know where we're going. Yeah, well, there's uh, we start to then follow the whole. You it's know, Mrs. Bennett. Yeah, oh, it's Mrs. Bennett. Absolutely, <laughs> kick ass. I really like that. I really, I kind, I quite like that they kept Mrs. Bennett as Mrs. Bennett. Like yeah. there's whether or not they're zombies, she is determined to have her daughters marry and marry well. <laughs> Like Mr. Bennett's like, is like, my, my daughters are fighters. They're not wives. And she's just like, but the money. <laughs> um, um, I, I do like that they kept her the same. Yeah, that was like, that was actually kind of cool. Uh, I do like mm-hmm. that. Um, and another another kind of fun uh, thing they didn't, they did keep, but in a different context is um, Liz and um, I've forgotten her name, Jane, sorry, uh, <laughs> are talking about Mr. Darcy and his pride. And that's like I a have convers- that written down here as well. For- <laughs> no, 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 you go ahead. I'm just saying I have the same note. No, uh, no it's just, it's the uh, it's the scene that like they're having their usual conversation. I can't remember when it happened in the 05 version. It happened at some point. Um, I think they're getting ready for bed or something. The, yeah, they were in bed under the cover. Were they or something? Was that when that happened? Something like that, I yeah. I don't fucking remember, yeah. sorry. Uh, but no, in this, well, see, this is what they need to do, and I'll get into this there in a second, but this all happens in, like, they're having, they're practising their fighting, and they're, like, sparring, and they're having this whole speech while they're, like, sparring. And yeah, I'm, in their secret under de- underground dojo. I, like, that's something the other one was missing. And then, I, it was at this moment I began to realise, ah, oh, this movie makes this story so much more accessible for a stupid dumb boy like me. I'm like, I totally get it now. He is so filled with pride and her prejudice. I was like, that was not discussed enough in the other episode. I just, I got oh, everything. Would just clicked so much better in this one. Um, so I'll, I'm gonna, I'm gonna rewatch the 05 version now, knowing now that I understand it all. No, I'm not. I'm completely lying, Orla. Sorry. Just the, the sheer look of joy in your eyes. I was like, no, I can't, I can't, I can't make you think that. Um, but yeah, it, the moment of excitement. <laughs> Uh, but it's at this moment then we kind of it starts to then follow the same plot where Mrs. Bennett like you were kind of mentioning about um, you know still wanting her daughters to marry she sends off Jane um, to over to Bingley's you know not in a carriage in a horse so if it rains she gets sick and she has to stay there but uh, but it did not rain Gary what happened instead there's some turbulence on the way isn't there zombies turbulence in the form of zombies but there was one bit in particular that kind of it was, the, it was the dead baby that was where I was just like oh no I don't want to see dead yeah, baby yeah that zombie. was very jarring and so she has to stay in Netherfield because they don't know if she's been bitten she's really sick because you know she got caught in the rain but they don't know if she's bitten so they're they're um, keeping an eye on her and then of course Lizzie comes to visit and throws a lot of shade at everyone <laughs> uh, it's funny because uh, I think the, I think the outside the exterior of Netherfield in this is the same as the 05 version I actually don't know. It look, I, it, it, the only reason is because I've seen it in this. I've seen it in. I watched. I watched an episode of Bridgerton, by the way. Thought I'd let you know. Uh, <gasps> yeah, no. uh, oh my god! It's gosh. weird, actually. It's a very, 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 very long story short. I've watched Prime Prejudice 05. I've watched this. I've watched Bridgerton, and I watched The Favorite. And I'm just. I'm kind of getting sick of this. I didn't even watch The Favorite for a podcast. It was just for me, and I was just like, my god, I'm watching too many of these period pieces. Uh, but there's this same fucking set that has this arch. It's in The Gentleman as well, and I've just seen it over and over again, and it, I spotted it in this again, I was like, I think it's the same. It could be. It just looks like the same outside, I don't know. I, I actually don't know. I can't find any information on the set. Um, but next stop, we'll have you watching Downton Abbey. Oh, Christ. <laughs> Watch out, world. <laughs> Um, so yeah so it's the same thing Liz has to stay over kind of nursing Jane back to health and we're not too sure if she's bitten but this is where Mr. Darcy's there like he is in the like the in all the other, in the original story Pride and <laughs> uh, but he's a bit more suspicious uh, because he's like a zombie hunter so um, mm, and he uses the flies on Jane like he did and I I love this scene because he's using the flies and, and you know they're all in in Jane's bedroom the doctor's there and Lizzie sees him with the flies and she kind of figures out what he's doing, but she doesn't say anything. She just one by one plucks all these flies out of midair. I just really love that. It's great, and, and like, it's great because she's just, she's just continuing on this conversation as if nothing's happening. And just like, yeah, and I think it just grabs a fly. Grabs a fly. Just so casual, um, yeah. And then like, <laughs> as everyone's leaving the room, she just dumps all the flies in Darcy's hand. <laughs> <laughs> Don't, she squishes them first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think, and actually, is that the only... Now, I don't know if I missed it. 
and maybe I stopped paying attention. But it was that the only hand flex of sorts in this scene in this movie? So this this film doesn't use the hand flex scene from 2005 yeah. from Prejudice, but it does use the wet Darcy scene from the BBC series. Ah. Yes, the wet Darcy scene is very very famous where Mr. Darcy is, you know, so angst-ridden with love and he decides to throw himself in a lake and go swimming to cool off and clear his head and um so that was originally done by Colin Firth and so a lot of a lot of adaptions do that and this uh, Pride and Prejudice and Zombies used that as well. They didn't do the hand flex, but they did wet Darcy. They they know they chose wisely not to use that bullshit scene. <laughs> rage, I feel your rage. <laughs> <laughs> um, but... I'm gonna get so much trouble for this one. <laughs> I can't wait for me to get yelled at by Lily <laughs> for your comments. <laughs> Hi, Lily. How are you? Hope you're well. Uh... <laughs> Thanks for listening. She's not gonna listen to this one, I don't think. No, um, probably not. Maybe so, I don't know. Um, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna confirm or deny. Cause... <laughs> um. So what do we have? What's happening now? I think is this where then Mr. we Collins meet Mr. Collins. Yeah, we yeah. Do. the bumbling Mr. Collins. Yeah, the bumbling, bumbling buffoon. Yeah, I just have down here Matt Smith, the devil. Um, but unfortunately, <laughs> he actually won me over in this entire movie because I think he's fantastic he, in this. He is a very funny Mr. Collins. He really is. He is, but like mm. I, I think he for me he just he just what I, I he doesn't wind me up. He's winding. I can I can see how much he's winding up the Bennett sisters, and I think that's what <laughs> I'm enjoying so much about. It. And I just enjoy how like yes, more comedic. But like there's a scene, there's a line later on. He says something where ah, oh, is it where like zombies attack or something? Or uh, I can't remember. Something happens when he had no part in it, and he goes, "Good, good job. Everyone did a good. Everyone did a great job." <laughs> yeah. and just like you did nothing. <laughs> He's, such a, he's oh, so clueless. It's great. I really enjoy him. I think he's fantastic in this. But um, I uh, and then like it's great because he asks for he asks for like Jane's hand in marriage and stuff. Because ah, oh, so yeah, he's like their cousin, and they need to someone needs to marry him because he like is like he gets their land if none of the kids. Yeah, when when Mister Bennett dies, he'll inherit. Um, so that's why they're because he's a man. Someone, yeah, so they're hoping someone will marriage uh, to marry him. And uh, so he was like, oh, "I love Jane." And they were like, "Oh, I'm so sorry, but Jane's actually engaged." And he goes, "We do have, uh, we do have like beautiful Elizabeth here." And then he's just like, "Door number two. Door number two. And then we have, and then he's just like, "And are we sure about Jane?" Yeah. <laughs> which is, which is, uh, oh. are there no take backsies? Yeah, I was just like, don't you dare diss Elizabeth, uh, Lily Collins like that, how, uh, Lily James like that. How dare you? How dare you, sir? Pistols at dawn. Pistols at dawn. I'm going to tweet him that. <laughs> With the no context. Pistols at dawn, sir. <laughs> I bet it wasn't even scripted. They were just like, no, you have to go with Lily James. And he's like, fuck, we broke up. Well, well actually, it's, fun. Uh, I have to, it's something about here where apparently... Um, Apparently many of Lizzie's lines with Mr. Collins had to be cut uh, because Lily James kept uh, bursting out laughing at Matt Smith's delivery for a load of things. Oh no. That's um, so funny. But actually, I just, as I, I have, to, I have a, a few more things down here actually just so I can kind of read that are slightly relevant. Mm-hmm. So they did date uh, during the film's uh, production as well. Um, and what else do I have? Apparently Lily James had never heard of the novel, like Pride and Prejudice and Zombies, when she received the script. But then she read mm-hmm. the book in two days while she was on the set of Downton Abbey <laughs> hearing about this. Um, so what happens? Uh, so yeah, it's the usual Mr. Collins. See, what I loved about this movie is it cut out a load of the faff. It just got straight. It just, come on, just give me the story beats. There was only one down dancing scene which I'm sure made you happy excellent really enjoyed that didn't want to see too much of that it was only yeah they just moved at a nice quick pace that I enjoyed um, my next note here is Wickham is a dickum oh god I have Wickham equals slime ball oh okay we're fairly on the same page here yeah now, so. I mean like whenever when when you watch it and you like if you you've seen the the other Pride and Prejudice so you're like oh I know Wickham's a bad guy so you're like instantly prejudiced get it so yeah, like uh, watching it and I was like instantly like, I know you're a bad guy. I don't trust anything you say. But I mean, we really don't know how bad of a guy he is in this film because reasons that we will discuss. Yeah, yeah and it's weird because I am um, not trying to do a bit here, 
But because uh, I didn't really, I didn't really understand. Maybe like maybe I wasn't paying attention uh, for the 05 version, where I was just like, I'm just being told about him being an asshole. I didn't really, I you know, what I mean? in in the 05 version, I I know it's probably more fleshed out in the books and shit like that. Because I know he runs away with. I, I didn't really disdain of the actor because he didn't do annoying things in the thing, and he, I was just, I was told about it. You know what I mean? Whereas like, yeah, they they do cut out a lot of that in the film. Um, breaking that whole story like telling device of show don't tell but they just kept telling me things about him whereas in this I see he's a dick and then uh, he's a dickum and (laughs) as the movie goes on um, you know we kind of begin to see oh no he is a super dickum yeah yeah Uh, you you kind of get more and more suspicious of him because it's not Uh, just the whole you know running away with uh, Georgiana Darcy that doesn't really play a big part in this as to why he's a villain this, I mean, you kind of, we first got the impression of him being a shady. Hmm. I'm going to say he starts off as being shady when he brings Lizzie to the Church of St. Lazarus. Yeah, so what's, yeah, you mentioned that up top. Explain yeah. this church. So this is a church that is made of zombies. The church, the building isn't actually made of zombies. The congregation <laughs> is made of zombies, I should quite, uh, clarify. And so he says that, Zombies, if you're bitten by a zombie and you turn into one, if you don't eat human brains, you basically stay kind of not, you know, gurgly, growly zombie. <laughs> Where it is. Somewhat. Um, you don't turn, like... Uh, intelligent? Like, yeah, you kind of you kind of remain, like, intelligent and, like, yeah. conscious of, like, your so, surroundings and just not very, like, the mindless zombie that we would kind of assume. Yeah, so they, this congregation is made of zombies that have never eaten human brains, and um, they, I think they eat pigs' brains or something. Yeah. And so Wickham's like, look, these people are still civilized. We can w- work with them because, you know, zombies will soon um, outnumber us because they can just bite someone and they're a zombie. Whereas humans can't bite someone and they turn into a human. Yeah, and that, I thought that was a really interesting point because you don't really, I don't know, maybe, like, I know oh, that's kind of assumed in a lot of zombie movies, but it's a great mm. point of like, uh, and you kind of wonder, like, in what likes The Walking Dead, and it's just like, well, how have they not gotten rid of the zombies at this point? It's because, like you say, it's like it takes, you know, just have to bite one person, you have another one, but, like, it takes nine months to actually have, so, or, like, they say something like 18 years to grow another soldier. Um, yeah, yeah. In the backdrop of all this, it's a big war that's happening because, mm. you know, the, the zombies are approaching, um, like, the walled London. Like, Yeah, they're trying they're to get the- into London because that's where, like... Everyone is basically. Everyone is, yeah. Uh, and you've got like, uh, like Darcy's a colonel, um, but also in kind of charge is a lady by the name of Catherine de Bourgh. Late, the esteemed Lady Catherine de Bourgh. She is. She is not the traditional Lady Catherine de Bourgh. She is. She's no Judy Dench. She is a black leather wearing, eye patch bearing warrior woman sword wielding and she's she's Lizzie Bennet's personal hero Mr. Collins asks Lizzie to marry him Lizzie says no so he goes and marries Charlotte and she goes and stays with them um, as what happens in the book and so they then she gets to meet um, Lady Catherine and she is just this imposing woman and you know yeah. they're, walk, they're walking through the halls and Mr. Collins is like oh look at all these paintings of her ladyship it's like she's there's a painting of her like murdering Lucifer, yeah. and like fighting the four horsemen of the apocalypse and all the stuff. It's it's pretty crazy. Oh, that's something we didn't actually mention as well. It was kind of in that little like intro at the beginning where it was like, oh, like when the undead rise, the the four horsemen of the apocalypse will ride once more. Oh, or something yeah. like that. And that's kind of hinted in throughout the movie. Liz, yeah, every, she sees them at one point. Yeah, every so often you see four four men in the distance. And kind of top hats and dark coats. Yeah. Um, Every so often they pop up. Yeah, and I I think I just briefly talk about it as well, where we kind of see a real cool kick-ass scene uh, with Darcy fighting off. I think it's the the zombies break into one of the cast, like one of the fucking gaffs, um, and like Bingley falls over, hits his head and shit, and like Darcy comes in and like kicks some zombie ass. Is that? No, that's that's at the Netherfield Ball. That's Lizzie and Bingley. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, and I just, um, I just remember Bingley that. falls just... down the stairs. That's it. And uh, he doesn't even get to fight any zombies. He just falls yeah. down the stairs and gets Yeah, because I because I, I was thinking to myself, I was like, why haven't we talked about Bingley? I was like, the only thing I really remember about Bingley is he falls over and hits his head at one point <laughs> yeah. instead of fighting zombies. That's pretty much all it all he does. Um, and then what happens after this? Is it then? Is this the proposal scene after this? Um, then? Oh God, I actually can't remember. 
Well, I have I have down here that the proposal <laughs> is not as good as it was in the 05 version. Initially, no, that's what it, I thought. Because it lacks no emotional weight because your man who plays Darcy is like a fucking plank of wood. Yeah, he's like plank from Ed, Ed and Eddie. <laughs> but that toast. <laughs> 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 sorry. But yeah, the proposal, the proposal scene is no good. You've broken me. No, sorry. Uh, the proposal <laughs> scene is no good. It's really shit and I it's hate it. It's very lacklustre. But then it turns into a fight scene and it's the best thing ever. <laughs> he was just conserving his energy. <laughs> like, it's really shit. And you're just like, oh, this is no, this is like no good whatsoever. And then like Lizzie kicks him right in the chest and it's a fight scene. And it's just like, yeah. yes, this is class. Like giving absolutely no care to the fact that this is not her home and not her furniture. And she's just smashing it over him. It's fantastic. It is. It is very good. What happens next? I think that, like, that's just when the, the Pride and Prejudice kind of bits stop, I find. And then it moves into full zombie movie. Yeah, the plot kind of dissolves at this point. Like, you still get, like, the kind of background bits of, like, whatever, like, Darcy and Bingley go to London and, you know, Jane's very upset and all this stuff. But, like, other than that, yeah, it's just the zombies get into London and they're like, well, now London's gone, so we have to blow up all the bridges. Oh, yes, because, like you said, there's a moat and there's only one bridge. Yeah, and um, so that's pretty much... The rest Blood. of the movie. I think it's like the last like but 45 like, minutes uh, is just... Yeah, so like, I don't know, what else happens? There's a great bit where um, the letter um, that Darcy writes Miss Bennet, uh, Miss Bennet, it's like, Miss, Dear Miss Bennet, I implore you to be ready for the zombie apocalypse. I'm just like, oh no, I can just tell people <laughs> that might love the books would hate this. But yeah, it's kind of this, it's this whole thing of the zombies start to come back and um, like they're, they're kind of closing in, they got to blow up the bridge um, and then it's kind of discovered that the zombies are kind of working quite efficiently and like they're not just like a big mob they're kind of targeting certain bits of of kind of the wall that might be weakened and stuff yeah they're organized um so they're going okay we've just got to kind of keep them in the london area so that they can't get out to the rest of england so they're going to blow up the bridge but they can't yet because what's happened wickham's only gone and run off with lydia so then they have to rescue lydia um so lizzie and jane break through they go into the in-between which is like the bit between the the moat and the wall i think that's what it's called and um so they have to get to the church of saint lazarus which is where lydia is being held she's not marrying wickham she's a hostage plot twist um but darcy tells them that the the church has already been destroyed that everyone will be dead but he lies he tries to get he lies to get them back to safety so he can go and confront wickham and this is where we find out why the zombies are so organized and why is that gary because Wickham is a dickum. Wickham is a dickum, but he also is a zombie. <laughs> he's the he's the he's a he's a zombie dickum. He's the zombie uh, antichrist. <laughs> I think he's literally he's literally the antichrist in this film. Yeah. Um. So like, yeah, him and Darcy are having like a sword fight, and Darcy stabs him, and like he's like, oh, you can't kill what's already dead, something to that effect. Yeah. Know, probably. Uh, and he kind of reveals that he's like a zombie, uh, and he's one of these civilized zombies that like obviously had gotten bitten and decayed in like where he could kind of hide in his clothes and stuff. And that's what I was getting. I was like, oh, you know, he's an asshole. As mm. in, you have just so much more hatred towards him in this one. Yeah. Um. And then there's this whole sword fight that's very poorly lit. Uh, I just have written <laughs> down here. It's like done in the middle of the day, but it's like not good. Uh, the it's very overcast. <laughs> yeah, it's very overcast. <laughs> I suppose um, it's accurate yeah. for England. I don't know. That's true. That is true. Um, and uh, yeah, Elizabeth then like comes in and saves Darcy from Wickham. Um, who like he's he's like Darcy's injured. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's like on his last legs. Elizabeth comes in, saves the day. The two of them ride across the bridge. Mm-hmm. Lydia has already been of... rescued at this point as well. Oh, we can't been... forget. Apologies. Yes, she has. And uh, no, I was just building to this <laughs> ultimate great moment in the scene where like um, they're kind of going over the, like the, the, the bridge, the, the one that's going to be blown up and it's like blows up behind them and stuff. But but Darcy's injured uh, and then and Lizzie, uh, Liz kind of admits that she loves him, mm-hmm. uh, which I thought was a kind of a, a cool, I don't know. What do you think of that? I was like, it makes sense. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, I, I appreciated it more than the 05 version where I feel like it comes out of nowhere if I'm personally honest because at least in this one I kind of got an understanding of what was happening but uh, it was kind of it was kind of good to see like and then she admits she loves him but then he recovers and then he re-proposes re, re, yeah yeah we get the second proposal uh, and then she accepts and they have like a joint wedding with Bingley and Jane yeah we've got the nice double wedding but and then the film ends but no and that's that's everything that happens oh <gasps> 
<laughs> yes, we have the surprise mid-credit scene. Which, which is my favorite part of the it's, movie. It's such a good, like, out-of-nowhere cliffhanger. Is there a sequel to the book? I don't think so. I know there's Sense and Sensibility in Sea Monsters, but it's a different book. Uh, because this, this sets up for a sequel. Yeah, I know. But it's very exciting. So, we have the double wedding. They're all leaving. They're all happy. They get to the gate of, I don't know, the church or Pemberley or somewhere. And they see a horde of zombies approaching, led by Wickham. They've escaped London and they're attacking. And then the screen goes black. But also, I don't know if you picked it, behind Wickham are these four... Oh yeah, the four horsemen! Four horsemen are there as well. There's like a horde of zombies and you kind of see the wedding party kind of prep themselves. And of course they've got knives and swords and shit on them and stuff. But yeah, it's it's, it's so... um, I looked it up, there is a sequel novel to this. Oh, it's called Pride and Prejudice and Zombies Dreadfully Ever After. Oh, wow. Came out in March 22nd, 2011. I know what you're thinking. There was also a prequel novel as well, Orla. Oh, my God. Why am I only <laughs> learning about Pride this It's called Pride and Prejudice and Zombies, Dawn of the Dreadfuls. But yeah, and that's, and that's kind of Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. It kind of is. Um, so I was looking up some things about this movie, and like we kind of mentioned, there was some really cool people in it. But I was looking, but as I discovered, there was supposed to be even more better people in this movie before. Oh my god. Um, so well, I suppose one quick thing was to mention is that Lily Collins uh, was offered the role of... Lily um, James? Elizabeth Bennett. No, Lily Collins oh. was uh, offered the role of Elizabeth Bennett, but she turned it down. Oh, wow. Um, sorry, that, I was reading out the wrong one, which was that Bella, Bella Heathcote and Lily James, who played the two eldest Bennett sisters, both tested for the title role of Cinderella in the 2015 version and James got it. So they probably fucking hate each other <laughs> on this of this movie, which I like to think they did. Um, but speaking of Liz Bennett, who else was meant to play her? And this, to me, would have been the most perfect casting and I'm so upset it didn't happen. But they, uh, Natalie Portman was originally cast as Elizabeth Bennett. And I don't know. No, because why I love that is because there's a whole confusion about the how Natalie Portman looks so much like Kira Knightley. And I would have loved if they had like, you know, it's an alternate universe, but she kind of looks like the same Liz Bennett. I thought that would have been fucking amazing. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. No, I, I like Lily James as Lizzie. Oh, I think um, Lily James is great in it. Uh, but I just, I, th- I would have enjoyed the fact of the two lookalikes being in two different movies. <laughs> Portman stayed on as a producer as well for the movie. Did she? Um, cool. Yeah. And the, the other two people I have here now who were, were once attached to the to star in this movie, one was Jennifer Aniston. And I really hope it was for Catherine de Berg. That would have been class. That would have been really good, but I feel like it would have been hilarious if she was Mrs. Mrs. Bennett. <gasps> that would have been real. It would have been so funny. Um, <laughs> but actually, just speaking about Lena Headley, because we didn't really talk... Well, we did talk about her a bit, but she's only in the movie for about six minutes. Uh, of screen time total as in she's not in it that much same as Judy, Gen- Judy Dance in the 05 version but like mm-hmm. um, she gets top billing in this movie I think or she gets fairly close to top billing she gets um, yeah she gets very high billing um, yeah. for someone who's only in for six minutes quite impressive and then the last person I have that was originally attached not originally attached but um, was attached at some point to be in it was Rowan Atkinson and I have Who's no fucking be? idea where like I just like to think it would have been Darcy I think it would have been fucking better than whatever the fuck <laughs> that fucker did <laughs> I feel like I would have been Mr. Bennett. Oh, no, but like, come on. Anyone would or have like, been. I don't know, um, a, a zombie that speaks. Yeah, that could have been interesting, actually. That Who knows? Been, creepy, yeah. creepy priest man. Creepy pre- pedo priest man. <laughs> could have been creepy priest man. Um, but yeah, so I suppose, like, what are your final thoughts on this? Would you recommend people go watch this? That's a very difficult question for this one. Like, with Rampage, my answer was automatically yes. But yeah. for this one... I feel like if you like Jane Austen and you like period dramas and stuff, this might not be your cup of tea mm. because you kind of have to separate yourself from other adaptations of Pride and Prejudice because, you know, zombies. But if, you, if you're like me and you like period dramas, but you also like bad movies, you're going to love it. Or you can just remove the Pride and Prejudice aspect completely and just watch it as a zombie movie. Um, so I don't I don't know whether it's a yes or a no. Yeah, that's fair. It is a tricky one. It's a tricky one to suggest. But like um like I would have never watched this other than <laughs> no 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 I don't no no uh, what I would say I would have never watched this um <laughs> if I hadn't seen the the original Pride and Prejudice. But because I have seen it, it kind of adds to it a lot more. Yeah, if you're like if if you want to watch it as like Pride and Prejudice and Zombies, 
you need to have seen it or at least know the story. Yeah. Whereas if you're just like, ah, oh, it's just a zombie movie, you don't need to. Yeah, I'd be interested to know which is the best order to watch it in. As in, like, <laughs> like, do you watch something that's considered quite good and then go watch the shit 2005 version of uh, Pride and Prejudice? Or do you watch the Pride and Prejudice version? <laughs> or do you watch the 05 version and then watch the zombie version? Oh, God. I don't know. I would say if you want, like, a like a good introduction to the story, watch the BBC yeah. adoption. Oh, okay, that's fair. Because it's good. Yeah. Um, or if you want to watch the Bollywood version, there is a Bollywood version. There's a Bollywood version? There is. It's called Bride and Prejudice and it's fantastic. Don't tell Owen. Owen's gonna going to want to come on to. and do that now. Oh, no. Um, I feel like that's what that, like that's the undercurring, uh, that's the underlying theme of this podcast. I get everyone on to do a different version of Bride and Prejudice. Absolutely. <laughs> and, I, and I can only say I'm so glad that the person to come on to do the zombie one was yourself, Orla. So thank Yay. you. Thank you very much for coming on to do this. I'm so glad I convinced you to watch it. <laughs> uh, no, I, I'm more than delighted. It was, it was quite gas, actually. I did. Like, look, I like I will definitely say the Overpipe version is a better movie, but it did not. I had way more fun with this one, not gonna lie. Um, so I would always say, like, I would just be like, if you like the 05 version and you like kind of. Not zombie movies, you like action movies. I'd say give it a go because you're going to find a lot of cool like hints and nods to the you know original story. That would be pretty cool. I agree with that. I agree with that analysis. Um, but yeah, any any final sign-offs? Just to say that I can't wait for me to convince you to watch the Dwayne The Rock Johnson adaptation of Pride and Prejudice. Oh, who would he play? I hope it's Liz. <laughs> I hope it's Mr. Collins. <laughs> Oh, he would make the best, Mr. Collins. Um, Look, we better leave it there. Orla, thank you so much again. Thank you to anyone who's listened to this one, who's listened to any of the other ones. Uh, If you want to know when new ones are coming out, you can follow at Reeling of the Peers on Instagram. You can follow on Spotify, subscribe on Apple Podcasts. You can leave a five-star review with some text uh, on iTunes and I'll do a fun thing that's TBD. Um, We really hope you enjoyed But just before I say goodbye, in case Orla hasn't already noticed, I've re-recorded this ending to wish her a very happy birthday. Uh, It's not her birthday today, just this week. I'm just leaving it today, you know, in case it's one of the security questions somewhere. Um, So have a fantastic day, Orla. Thanks again for coming on. Thanks again for listening. Goodbye.